You're tuning in to the Be Fiercely You podcast, the podcast where women find their power and confidence by slaying doubt, creating a foundation of self-love, and by tapping into their inner fierce. I am your host, Heather Nicole, and I'm here to help you become the fierce queen you are meant to be. Together, we will conquer your fears, let go of others' judgment, and unlock your inner badass. So who's with me? Are you ready to take your life into your own hands and discover the possibilities that await you? Let's get to it. What the fuck is up? Welcome back to the Be Fiercely You podcast. This is Heather, your host, and I am so excited that you are here with me today. Um, I am recording this in my office for the first time in, I think, like several months since I have actually recorded a podcast in my office. <laughs> um, I, If you listened to a few episodes ago, I was talking about how much of a funk I had been in, um, and I was really working on getting out of like my normal environment, so I didn't want to be in my office, and I didn't want to be in my room, so I was spending a lot of time down in my family room and in my kitchen, um, doing work down there because I usually don't do work down there. So yeah, but I am in my office today. I got a candle burning. I got some awesome fucking shit to share with you guys today. Um, But before we jump into it, I want to make sure that you are all aware that my one-on-one coaching is open. It is open. It is called Fierce and Free. It is a 12-week program where you and I will dive into your past, into your limiting beliefs. All the shit that you don't want to fucking deal with, we're going to do that. Because by doing that, by reframing these beliefs that we have, by diving into our past, by understanding our emotions, we are able to level the fuck up. We are able to become the best version of ourselves. We are able to show up in life more authentically. We are able to show up with more confidence. We are able to love ourselves more. There are so many benefits to healing your shit. And here's the thing. Everybody has shit to heal. Everybody. We all have past shit that we have dealt with, whether it was in our childhood, past relationships, um, you know, in our teen years or whatever. Like there's always some shit that shapes who we are today. That's just how life works. And 99% of the time, I see people holding on to their past, holding on to these stories just because it happened to them once and they believe that that's just how things are. Or somebody said something to them and they believe that that's the truth and they hold on to that and they use that as a definition for who they are and who they're capable of being. I don't want that for you. I want you to be free of that. I want you to be free of your limiting beliefs, free of your self-doubt, I want you to be your most confident self. I want you to be motivated, right? And you can have all of those things by healing your past shit. And that's what I want to help you to do. Over the past several months, I have gotten certified as a inner child healing coach. I've gotten certified as an EFT practitioner. Um, I'm going through an emotional intelligence um, certification right now that I will be done with shortly. And then after that, I have a specific certification for shadow work around being in narcissistic relationships, very specific. Um, and I'm going to, I use all of those modalities, all of the techniques that I've learned, all of the tools that I've learned and that I've personally used to help you heal, to help you become better, to help you live the life that you want to live. 
So if you're interested in that, contact me. I am taking on new clients right now. Um, let me explain a little bit how the program works. Again, it's a 12-week course where you have weekly coaching calls with me um, and you have ability to text me throughout the week. Um, you know, I have office hours, of course, um, so it's not something where, you know, you're going to be able to text me at 1 a.m. and I'm going to respond at that time. Um, you know, we got to have boundaries. We got to have boundaries. But there are plenty of working hours where you are able to text me if something comes up, if you're triggered, if you want to talk about something, um, or if you feel stuck and you don't know what to do, I can, you know, suggest a tool to use or whatever the case is. Like there's so many ways that I can be there for you to support you um, and to hold you accountable for your goals and what you want to do. That's what I'm here for. Um, but not only that, you get weekly emails that will be customized to you. Um, each week has a theme to it. So one week we might be talking about self-worth. Um, you know, we might be talking about confidence. Um, we could be talking about inner child healing, trauma healing, um, and diving deep into those things. It, it is a awesome program in the way that I've designed it in that it can be extremely personalized for each and every one of you. Whereas we're going over generally the same topics, but in a personalized way for each person. Um, so if you want to learn a little bit more, contact me. You can schedule a free discovery call. I'll put the link for that down in the show notes. Um, but yeah. I am taking on clients. So if you're interested, let me know. I'm super excited about this new program. I completely revamped it from my old coaching offer. Um, and I think that this is created in a way that will be so beneficial for you and for your future and for you to become the person that you want to be, for you to become fierce and free. That's my goal. Okay. So with that out of the way, I want to jump into today's topic and today I am going to be giving you some relationship tips. Yes, yes, yes. We are going to be talking about relationships today, about healthy relationships. Um, a lot of the time we talk about toxic relationships and red flags and bad things that happen to us. But I want to talk about the good things. I want to talk to those people who are in relationships but you're kind of struggling a little bit, which is completely normal. Um, and I want to give you just some tips that I've learned from past relationships, from my current relationship that help us to thrive um, and give you just a guidepost, a, a, um, something, a roadmap, if you will, for you to use to improve your relationship a little bit and to also build some self-awareness so you can step back and ask yourself, you know, do I do those things? Is this helpful for me? Um, and how can I show up better in my relationship? So I want to jump right in. I got 10 tips for you guys that I want to get into today. So first and foremost, I need you to please stop allowing your mood to be dependent upon your partner's mood. Okay. And this is what I mean by that. I see so often where girls are with their boyfriends or spouses, whatever, and their man has a shitty mood and they automatically believe that it has something to do with them, that they did something wrong, that their partner doesn't love them anymore, and it brings their mood down and they just become this miserable person. Um, 
I can speak on that because I used to do that. Every time that my ex-husband was in a shitty mood, I would automatically think that it was my fault, that I did something, that he was mad at me, um, that I said something, you know, and I'd rack my brain trying to figure out what it was. It would bring me down. But here's the thing I need you to remember. Your mood does not have to be dependent upon their mood, right? You're allowed to be happy and be in a good mood and be excited about something while your partner is feeling down. Okay, and I know it's really hard to see your partner low because it's natural for us to want our partners to be happy and to be in their best state and all that, but we're human and that's just not always realistic, right? But the thing is we can't let our partner's mood dictate how we feel Um, and furthermore, how we feel about ourselves. right? We can't let it mean something about who we are, which is what we do a lot of the time when we're in codependent or toxic relationships. Um, So I need each and every one of you to take a look at that and really pay attention the next time that your partner isn't feeling you know, quite their best, that they feel down or whatever, do you make it mean something about you? Or are you able to separate that and stand in your own ground, stand in your own emotions and be like, hey, like, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Do you need some support right now? Do you want your space? Do you want me to try to cheer you up? You know, whatever the case may be. But just don't let their mood dictate how you feel in that moment, okay? All right, so that's my first tip for you. The second thing I want to bring up, which is also extremely important, and I see all the fucking time, and I used to be such a victim to this, and this is this idea that we get these intrusive thoughts. Well, this is based around the idea that we get these intrusive thoughts when our partner doesn't text us back fast enough, or when they're on their phone smiling when they're around us, right? Like, I know you've probably seen memes or something where somebody's like, Oh, my boyfriend's smiling at his phone. Must mean he has a new girlfriend or, you know, must mean he's looking at naked girls or whatever the case is. But while that's a meme, it's also very, very real for a lot of people. Um, You know, if he doesn't text back soon enough, you're like, oh my God, he's too busy for me. He doesn't like me anymore. Or, oh, maybe he's cheating on me. Maybe he's out with another girl. You know, if he doesn't get home when he says he's going to and he's 15 minutes late. Oh my God, he stopped off. He was flirting, you know, he's with another girl. He, you know, was do- he's sneaking behind my back. He's lying to me. You know, we make up these stories. We let our intrusive thoughts take over and it often causes a lot of tension in relationships because we call them out. We're like, oh, what, you just, it, you don't um, love me anymore because you weren't texting me back. Like, why weren't you texting me back? right? And we start questioning them and we pick fights with them over it. Um, Or if they are laughing on their phone while they're around us, oh, what are you laughing at? What's so funny over there? You know, we become defensive and that's going to cause fights. That's going to cause tension in your relationship. So if that's you, if that sounds familiar, like something that you do, you know, if you feel those intrusive thoughts come up or you've found yourself getting into fights with your partner because of those things, right? You're picking fights with them or you are, you know, just becoming defensive because of it. Then I want you to ask yourself, why? Why am I really doing this right now? And that brings us to what tip number two actually is, and that is to do the inside work, okay? Do the inside work. Get a therapist, 
get a coach, read some self-help books, listen to some podcasts, like do the fucking inner work. Okay. Because when you are becoming defensive in that way, when you are picking fights because of those things, it is because you have an insecurity in yourself. Either you do not feel good enough, you do not feel worthy of that relationship, or you have some major trust issues. Okay. So you need to look at that within yourself and be like, what within me is creating this reaction? What within me is making me feel like he doesn't love me? Okay. When there's really no proof, there's really nothing that could really make you feel like that other than the fact that he didn't text you back right away, right? You're making up stories in your head because of your own insecurities, because of your own inner wounds, right? And this is exactly what I help you with in the coaching is dealing with all this, okay? You got to look at that from a very honest standpoint and be like, what is really going on with me? Why am I showing up in this way? Why am I picking these fights? Why am I so insecure in this moment? Okay, and it's really fucking hard to do that. But in most of the time, you will find that it is something within you, you know, that your partner's not really doing anything. You're just making shit up in your head because maybe you had an ex that cheated on you, all right? Maybe you were taught as a young child that you can't trust other people or you can't trust men specifically, right? Maybe you've had a lot of friends that have been cheated on. Um, Maybe you've had an ex who, um, you know, just stopped talking to you out of the blue because they did fall out of love with you and they didn't know how to handle it. So they put that, dump that shit on you and now you're dealing with the repercussions of it. Okay, there's so many things that can happen in life. But the point is, no matter what happens to you, nothing's wrong with you, but you still have to take the responsibility to heal the shit. Okay, so if you see those kinds of things coming up in your relationship where you're arguing about not texting back or not getting home soon enough or whatever, if you have intrusive thoughts around those things, then I really need you to take some time to do the inner work, to look at that with some sincerity, with some honesty and be like, what is going on with me? How can I heal this so that I can help our relationship? Okay. All right, moving right along. Number three, another very, very important one that I know that you all have heard several times whenever you hear about having healthy relationships, but it has to be talked about, and that is healthy communication, okay? Communicate, communicate, communicate. Over-communicate with your partner, okay? If you want a healthy relationship, this is fucking imperative. And I don't just mean just talk to talk. Okay, you need to talk with intention. You need to communicate with meaning. And a lot of the times I see women especially, they like to beat around the bush, right? They like to just kind of say what they think their partner wants to hear when it's not really what they mean or how they feel. And then they get mad at their partner for doing it anyway, right? So for example, say your guy was like, oh, I'm going to go out with the boys this weekend. Is that okay? But in your mind, you had already planned a whole day together, even though you didn't necessarily tell him about this. Um, But your day, you know, in your mind, you had planned this whole day together. You have all these plans. Um, But you're like, you know what? I didn't even really say anything. So I guess I can't be mad. So you just text him and and text him back and be like, yeah, it's fine, I guess. Right. Men are going to take those words. Yeah, it's fine. I guess they're going to say, oh, yeah, she said, "Okay, it's fine. She doesn't care. When really on the other side of that, you are like, I want to spend time with you. I had all these plans. 
you know, and you might be really, really disappointed. Okay, ladies, stop fucking doing this. Stop fucking doing this. All right, if your partner says that they're gonna go do something or whatever and you have previous plans or you know you wanna do something else, you know, it might not mean that what you really want is gonna happen, but communicating it to your partner is fucking huge, okay? So when your guy says, hey, I'm gonna go out with the guys later, is that okay? You reply and say, you know, I, if you want to go, that's fine. I really did want to hang out with you tonight. I had X, Y, and Z planned. I had bought us a movie. I had planned a special dinner, whatever, excuse me, whatever the case may be. Just be honest. You go, you know, and he might be like, oh, okay, well, how about I have dinner with you? And then, you know, I go out with the boys for a little bit you know, make a compromise. Like there are so many things that you can do, but if you do not communicate your needs, you are going to be resentful. You are going to be fucking bitter because your man is going to be out. You're going to be sitting home fucking miserable. He's going to have no idea why you're sitting home miserable. Right. And he's not even going to know. He's going to think that you're home totally fine with it. And then he's going to come home and you're going to snap at him because he went out, but he's going to be like, but you said it was okay that you didn't care. And you're like, well, yeah, I did, but I did care. You were supposed to know, right? No, we're going to stop. We got to stop playing these mental games. We got to stop putting ourselves in these situations where we are just not communicating effectively and openly and making it even harder for our partner to figure out what the hell it is that's going on in our head, right? Like we're not fucking mind readers. We are not mind readers. We can't know exactly what our partner is thinking all the time. So, I implore you to please stop playing these fucking mind games when it comes to communicating. Like, just be fucking honest. Just say what you want to say. Just say how you feel. Say what you mean. And I know it is so fucking scary. That's why we don't do it, right? That's why we say, okay, fine, because we think we're doing something for our partner. We think that we are avoiding a conflict or whatever, but maybe it's not going to be a conflict. You know, you can reply and communicate in a healthy way without it being confrontational and without automatically jumping on the defense. Okay, you got to look at things from a different perspective, right? That's what this is all about, is learning and growing and becoming better and looking at things from a new perspective. That's how we change. But if you're not willing to do that, and you're just going to pick fights with your partner all the fucking time, then more than likely your relationship is going to continue to struggle. Okay. And again, please remember that we call, we, excuse me, we build our self-awareness by calling ourselves out. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm calling your ass out because we have to stop playing these games with our partners. Okay. Get fucking clear, right? And, oh, you know what? I don't think I finished this thought. Sorry, guys. I'm a little ADHD today. Um, If you don't, oh my gosh, hold on. Okay. (laughs) Most of the time we don't communicate what we want to say because we're scared, right? Because we have these pre- notions of what we think our partner is going to say. And again, that's something within you that needs to be fucking healed, right? That brings us back to number two. It's the last one. Okay. This is just another way that those wounds are showing up in your life. Okay. That's what I I wanted to say a minute ago. (laughs) 
Sorry, guys. Um, so, yeah. Communicate. Fucking communicate. Better communication, effective communication, healthy communication is key in a relationship. All right? That's all I'm going to finish saying on that. Let me get a drink. All right. Number four. Y'all. Yes, that's some booty smacking right there. Mm, mm, mm. We're going to have sex regularly. Hell yeah. Listen to me. Listen. Listen, listen. So, I don't know if my boyfriend is going to hear this or not, but I'm going to tell y'all this anyway. We have sex almost every single day. Almost every single day. And I truly believe it is one of the main reasons that we have remained so close that we have such great intimacy that we have found such a deep love within one another in such a short amount of time because you know we've only been together for it'll be a year and like um like two months <laughs> coming up soon like we just had our one year anniversary recently um so we haven't really, in the grand scheme of things, we haven't been together that long. But this is something that we make a priority in our relationship is having intimate time together because it grows the bond. It truly fucking does. When I was in my previous relationships, so I had two different experiences. So we'll go back to my marriage, first of all. In my marriage, our sex life, I thought was amazing. I thought, oh my gosh, we have great sex. He wants me all the time. You know, he must be so attracted to me. Well, over time, it became more of a performative thing and more of a I have to mentality on my part. You know, like, oh God, I have to do this. He made me feel like one of my roles as his wife was to get him off so he turned sex into this thing that was expected of me okay the reality is that sex is this wonderful thing right it is this magical energetic exchange between two people and it is supposed to be something sacred Right? That's why in a lot of religions, they say you don't have sex before marriage. Um, you know, it's why so many people have started tapping into sex magic and tantra, you know, because there is a deep, deep spiritual, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There is just a spiritual experience that can be had when you are with the right partner and you are both open and vulnerable and you have a, a sexual experience, right? Like it can be so spiritual, not just something dirty and nasty, which a lot of us are taught, right? We grow up with a lot of shame around sex, especially women. You know, it's like this thing that we're not supposed to know about that is dirty, Um you know, and even in 2023, women are taught that, you know, they shouldn't be sexual beings and all this kind of shit, which is totally fucking false. 
I have been over the past several months really diving into this more and doing research on this and listening to people talk about sex magic and Tantra and even fetishes, you know, and trying to understand the whole thing. Um, and there's a whole world there where people are able to just be themselves and they are able to connect with their partner on a deeper level than was possible before just through verbal communication, right? So with all of that said, I truly believe that having regular intimate time with your partner is essential to having a healthy relationship, okay? Because for several reasons, it brings you closer, right? It makes you more comfortable with each other. You, you build this deep connection. Um, it's a way for you to build trust within one another, right? If you're able to experiment and explore and, and be vulnerable and open yourself up, then you must trust this person, right? So it's a, a way for you to, to deepen your trust within one another. It's a way for you to deepen your intimacy with one another. It's a way for you to connect on a whole new fucking level if you do it intentionally um, and not just for performative reasons or for pleasure reasons. Now, obviously, obviously there's a lot of pleasure there and that is the point of it. Well, the point of it is really procreation, Uh, but there's a lot of pleasure. There's supposed to be pleasure, so there's no shame in that. But it's about really getting deep into the pleasure and allowing yourself to be full of pleasure, right? Allowing your inner being to just kind of be engulfed in that pleasure, right? It's not just about how quickly can I get to the finish line, right? Because that's what a lot of us, what it is for a lot of people. It's like, oh, how quickly can I make him come or how quickly can I come Um, if we even come at all, right? Because let's be real here. Um, for women, it's uh, a lot of women, it's difficult for us to reach climax during sexual intercourse. Um, you know, we need other things. So I'm saying all this because <laughs> I kind of went off on a tangent there. Um, so in my first, in my marriage, it was this whole performative thing. It was this whole I have to thing. Then in my relationship after that, it was a very rare thing. It was something that didn't happen a lot. Um, but was what was interesting was at that point, I was in my 30s. And I felt like my sex drive went out the fucking roof when I, after I turned 30. Like, I just wanted it more. <laughs> um, I still don't know exactly what that's about. And I still feel that way. Like, I love having sex. Um, But in my last relationship, it wasn't like a priority. And a lot of times I was rejected when I tried to initiate something. Um, And I feel like because of that, because we weren't having regular sex, because there was so much rejection, that we lost a lot of connection between one another because of that. Um, You know, and it was something I brought up to him. Like, you know, I feel like you're rejecting me. Like, what's going on? Oh, it's nothing. But then I try and I'd be like, no, I don't feel like it right now. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I'm not, you know, he never wanted to do it. You know, and I got to the point where I was like, all right, well, I'm not even going to try anymore. Right. So it became this thing that I had 
kind of anger around because he didn't want to and I did. I resented him, you know, and then I started to question my own worth, my own enoughness because my ex-husband wanted to freaking do it all the time. And now I have this relationship where he never wants to touch me. Um, you know, I was very, very conflicted. And that was really the first time that I started to realize that sex for me had always been performative and that I did it to get someone's validation. Um, And I think that's how it is for a lot of women, especially when we're younger, when we're kind of growing into ourselves, is we find somebody who finds us sexy, who wants to be with us in that way, and it kind of validates us, right? It makes us feel good. It makes us feel wanted. Um, which as a human, that's what we want, right? So that all being said, in my now relationship, my current relationship where we have sex all fucking time and it's fucking amazing, um, it's not coming from, like, he doesn't pressure me, you know, so I don't feel like it is something I have to do. It doesn't feel like a performance, you know, I'm able to, just kind of be myself and be open and I trust him you know it's a whole new experience now than I've ever had in the bedroom before um and I truly believe that that's because we make it a priority and we've been open with each other about what we want what we don't want what we like all those kinds of things um so yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about that. I don't think there is, but the main point is please have sex. Have sex with your partner on a regular basis, all right? It's going to improve your relationship, I promise. All right, number five. Let's keep it moving. Um, Not everything has to be a damn argument, okay? Pick your battles. Pick your fucking battles. When I was married, I would pick fights about everything mostly he would pick the fight and then I would just kind of feed into it and then it got to the point where because I was so used to fighting and so used to arguing that I just kind of felt like that's how things had to be that I would then also pick fights and then then start shit for no fucking reason but now being matured you know five six years later I look at things completely differently and there are a lot of things that, you know, that come up and I'm like, do I really need to say anything about this? You know, is it really going to affect me in five minutes, in an hour? Well, not really. So why even pick a fight about it? Why even start some shit, right? I understand that it... (laughs) A lot of people, when I say this to people, like my girlfriends and stuff, like just pick pick your battles wisely. Like you don't have to fight about everything. The first thing that I get back is, well, they're just so fucking annoying. They don't do things the way that I want them to do. Well, did you hear what you just said? They don't do things the way that I want them to do things. Doesn't that sound a bit controlling, right? So when you have that controlling bit in you, it's a lot easier to be that kind of person that's like, hey, you're not doing things my way. Let's, and, you know, come at and pick at people and um, be those naggers. But we want to get away from that. We want to get away from that, right? We can have a healthy conversation about something without it having to be a fight, okay? So if your partner is, I don't know, say he's not washing the dishes and you want help with that, okay? 
The next time you go into the kitchen and there are dishes there, instead of being like, well, why the fuck didn't you do the dishes? You never helped me. You're always so negative or I don't know why I said that. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) But (laughs) Why don't you ever help me? You're so lazy. You know, I have to do everything around here. Instead of jumping down their throat, why can't you go to him or her or whatever the case may be and say, hey, can I talk to you about something? More than hopefully they'll be like, yeah, sure. What's up? You'd be like, you know, I've noticed that I do a lot of the dishes and I would love if you could help me and do those every now and again. Okay, babe, I got you. No problem. You see how much easier that was? You know, our instinct is to be defensive and to jump down people's throat when really, if we just take a step back and not pick a fight about it from the, from the beginning and just communicate clearly what it is that we want and why we want that because it makes us feel good that if you do this for me more than likely especially if you are with the right partner they're going to respond in a healthy way they're going to respond by being like yeah I got you babe no problem okay it's not going to be a big deal but when you start jumping down somebody's throat like when you're getting yelled at by somebody you become really defensive right And you probably start snapping back. I know I would. So you can't jump down your partner's throat for something that he didn't know that you wanted them to do in the first place. Because remember, we're not fucking mind readers. Nobody's a mind reader around here. Okay, so they don't know if you don't tell them. So instead of jumping down your partner's throat for not doing something for you, explain to them gently that you'd like them to do it and why. It can really be that simple. Okay? And even sometimes there are some things like, okay, here's a good example. Again, I hope my boyfriend doesn't listen to this episode. He'd be like, what the fuck? Um, (coughs) So I love him. Um, But he has a very different driving style than I do. My driving style is more like pedal to the floor, get the fuck out of my way, coming through type style. His style is more like, we'll get there when we'll get there. I'll ride behind this truck for two miles before I get over and go around him. (laughs) Like that kind of style, like more of a like taking your time type deal. Um, so when I, we were coming back from something one night and he was riding behind a tractor trailer for several miles and it was driving me crazy because of my own personal driving style, right? He wasn't going under the speed limit or anything. He was just following this tractor trailer. There was nobody in the other lane. Like he could have went around them. Um, and that's what I kept thinking to myself. Like, why don't you just go around this truck? Why don't you just go around this truck? The old me would have been like, why the fuck are you not go around this truck? I would have been super controlling. I would have like told him what to do. I would have been super bitchy about it. And it would have caused an argument. 99% sure it would have caused an argument. Instead, I was like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. I don't need to be angry about this. I just took a deep breath and I'm like, this is not going to be affecting me in in 20 minutes from now. So I need to just let it go and not worry about it. So I did. And I sucked it up and let it go. And we continued on with our night. And it was fine. Right? If I had taken the other route and jumped on his throat about it, he probably would have been defensive, would have gotten upset at me. It would have possibly ruined our night, right? Like our energy would have been off. There would have been tension between us for the rest of the night. It could have caused all these other things. 
that's what I mean by pick your battles. Not everything has to be a fight. You don't have to jump down their throat every fucking time they do something that annoys you a little bit because guess what? We're all fucking human. Nobody's perfect and no relationship is perfect. So I'm pretty damn certain that at some point in time, your partner is going to do something that annoys you. But guess what? We love that person anyway because we're choosing to love them. And that's what real love is about is choosing love even on those hard days. Even on those days where they're driving you fucking crazy, you still choose love. Okay? You choose to not jump down their throat. You choose to recognize the reaction within you and be like, okay, do I need to say something about this or not? Is this something that I can communicate in a healthy way or is this something I can just let go? Okay? Not everything has to be a fucking fight. All right. Next thing, number six, super important. Please, please, please continue to hold on to your individuality, okay? Hold on to your friendships. Hold on to your alone time, okay? The easiest way to jump into a codependent relationship is by forgetting who the fuck you were and becoming this new person that is joined at the hip with your new partner, okay? You do everything together, you don't ever go out with your friends. You don't ever see them. You stop texting them. Um, you stop doing things that you like, right? Um, I see people fall victim to this in relationships all the time because so many of us, especially women, are people pleasers. Okay? We're people pleasers and we want people to like us. Okay, we are taught from a very young age that we need to act ladylike and that we need to not voice our opinions. And it, the most important thing is to have a man. The most important thing is to have people that like us. You know, we never want to cause tension or raise our voices. Like that's what we're taught. So that's what we do as adults. But what happens when you continue to do that is that you lose your sense of individuality. You lose your sense of individuality because you are trying to be what everybody else wants you to be, or at least what you think everybody else wants you to be. And that's the important distinction. Okay, you are just making up this vision in your mind of what you think everybody wants from you. So you just are trying to please everybody. And in the long run, you're really just hurting yourself and you're hurting your relationship. Okay, no relationship is going to thrive from being together 24 7. Trust me, it doesn't fucking work. I've been in those codependent relationships time and time again, and it always turned to shit. Okay, my relationship now, guess what? I have a group of friends that I go hang out with regularly, right? Our schedules work out where they're kind of opposite because like I work at a restaurant, so I work at night a lot of the time, and he works in an office, so he works like a nine to five type deal. Um, so like I have my days where I'm home by myself, recording podcasts, going out for walks, going out to lunch if I feel so called to do so, you know, doing things for me. And then at night when I'm at work, he has his alone time where he can play his video games, where he can go hang out with his friends, where he can go see his parents or do whatever the hell he wants to do, right? Like we're not so far up each other's asses that we don't have our separate time. Okay, and yes, our schedules happen to help out a lot with that. But like just last night, I went out with work friends without him and it was fine. Like I invited him, of course, because I don't want him to really feel left out in every situation. Um, but I have plenty of girl times too. Where I'm like, you know, babe, this is girl night. Sorry. Bye. Going to get some drinks, going to have dinner, whatever the case may be. Okay. 
And again, a healthy partner is going to be fine with that. They're going to be fine with that. If you get responses from your partner like, no, I don't want you doing that. I don't want you hanging out with those people. I need to always be involved. That is a toxic relationship. And that's a whole other conversation. Okay. But that is a big red flag if your partner does not want you doing things without them. Okay. Um, but more so than just even having that alone time, don't lose your passions. Like do the things that you love. All right. So many of us, you know, we love art or we love hiking or we love, I don't know, pottery or we love helping out at the senior citizen center. Right. I don't know. I'm just coming up with shit off the top of my head here. Um, but whatever your passions are, right? Whatever the things that mean something to you, a lot of times when we get into relationships, we stop doing them. Okay. And that time is replaced with, with spending time with our partner, but there always has to be some kind of balance, right? Like you can't just spend all your time with your partner. You have to keep that individuality. You have to keep your passions. That's how we lose ourselves, right? That's why you hear so many fucking wives in that live in the suburbs that are in their 40s and 50s that say that you know they don't know who they are that they live for other people that they've lost their sense of self because when they got married right because that's what they were taught as children that husbands were the most important thing right being a good mom was super important right you shouldn't have a career and be a mom right you got to be there all the time like they lose sense of who they are because they fall into all of these all of these definitions of what they think everybody else is expecting from them. I don't want that for you. I want you to keep your individuality. I want you to keep your passions. I want you to keep your friends. I want you to do fun things by yourself and remember that you are one part of a relationship. Okay. You're not two in the one in the same person. All right. You're each individuals that have joined together to have a life together. All right. But even when you do that, you're still two separate, two separate people. You're two separate people that still need to have your own life, life. Okay. So that's number six. Keep your individuality, have your alone time. All right. Number seven. This is more of just like a, um, a tip, something that I like to do that I hope that you guys start doing in your relationships because I think it's super helpful. Um, but I need you first to remember your partner is human too. Okay. We're all just human. We can all only handle so much, right? Like I know there are plenty of times where you've probably reached your breaking point and been like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose my shit. Like, I don't want to hear anything else. You know, and you, you feel like you can't take on anybody else's stuff, even though a lot of times as women, we do. Um, but we feel like our, our emotional battery is just completely fucking drained, right? I know you know what I mean. And I need you to remember that that happens to your partner too. So the reason I'm telling you that is because a lot of tension is made in relationships from when we just dump on our partners, right? We come in from work and we just vent, to them, right? Because they're our best friend. They're our closest person. They usually know everything that's going on in your life. Um, so when you come home from a rough day, it's super fucking easy to just be like, oh my God, you'll never believe what happened today. And just go the fuck off, right? And while that is super, super therapeutic, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to vent to your partner, I want you to take something into account. What if your partner also had a really fucking shitty day? 
and they are in their head about stuff and they are like are having intrusive thoughts they're overthinking right and you're just going off at them and then you're like you realize that they're kind of staring off in the space and you're like are you even listening to me and they're like huh what and you're like, oh, you're not even listening to me. Perfect. Da, da. And then you start going off about that. When really, they just had their own shit day too. So what if instead of that happening, when you come home and you want to vent to your partner and be like, you know what? I had a really bad day today. Are you like, can you, can we talk? Can I vent to you right now? Like, are you in a space where you can take this on? And if they say no, that's Okay wait a little bit, right? More than likely, if you say that to them and they can't right in that moment, like, you know, let me take some time for myself. Let me get some thoughts out of my head. Let me relax for a little bit and then we'll talk. Okay. Give them time. Like that's okay. That doesn't mean that they don't fucking love you. That doesn't mean that they don't want to be with you. That just means that they're human too. And that they have their own stuff going on. Right. We all have mental health that we need to worry about. Okay, but when we come home and just dump on our partner and then get mad at them when they're not really fully present and listening, even though we didn't even ask if they could handle that right now, you know, that's insecure. That is. Now I can't even think of the word that I was going to say. My ADHD brain is really putting me through it today. Um, I totally just spaced, guys. I am so sorry. So let me just keep going. So the point here is like asking them if they have the space to listen to you, if they have the space to hear what the hell you have going on, okay? And then you can say, you know, I just want to vent. I don't need solutions. I don't need you to try to fix my problem. I just need to get it out. Or you can be like, you know, I have a problem. I want to tell you and I want you to give me some feedback. I need some advice. Okay. This, again, all goes back to effective communication and overly communicating with your partner. Right. Again, if you just come home or like and start venting to them, it's mostly going to turn into a negative situation, more likely than not. Um... But if you are able to come home and communicate, be like, hey, I have a lot on my mind. I want to get off. Can I talk to you right now? You know, and just ask instead of expecting it from them or instead of, you know, assuming that they are in the mental space that they can handle that right then. Just ask. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Just a little bit of communication. Just an extra sentence in there. Okay. But you can't take it fucking personal if they tell you no. That's the other key to this, okay? You can't take it fucking personal if they tell you no. You need to just be like, okay, I accept that and I will wait for you to be in a better space for me to vent to you, okay? Like, I appreciate your honesty, right? That's the way to handle that. Not jumping down their throat. Oh, you're never there for me. You never listen to me. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're picking our battles, right? That's not something that we need to fight about. We're communicating effectively, And we're asking if they have the space to be there. Okay. All right. Number eight, which kind of goes along with this one, but talk less, listen more. Okay. I know you've heard this before. So many of us listen to respond, right? We don't listen to actually hear what the person is saying. But in relationships, it is so fucking important for you to really actually listen to your partner. Okay. A lot of the time, the things that they're telling you, they're telling you because they want you to hear it. Um, 
you know, whether that is your wife nagging at you in your mind about everything that you have going on that weekend, right? Trying to tell you, communicate the plans to you for the weekend. Um, or whether that is them communicating their feelings to you. Okay. They want you to listen. And the more that you listen, the more you can understand. And the more you understand, the better your relationship will be, right? Because you'll be able to know your partner better than anybody, right? But you're not going to know your partner if you don't listen, okay? So this is especially important in arguments, all right? Don't fucking listen to respond. Don't be thinking about the next thing that you want to say, your next point. All right. I want you to actually just step back and listen to what your partner is saying. And then when they're finished, you pause and be like, all right, let me reflect on that a minute. Think about everything and then fucking respond. Okay. It's so easy for us to want to defend ourselves, right? That's just human nature. We don't want to be in the wrong. We don't want to it, to be accused of anything, right? Like, so when we get into these arguments with our partners, it's natural for us to be like, all right, well, she's bitching about this right now, but I'm about to blow her mind with when I um, bring up how she did X, Y, and Z last month, blah, 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 blah. And you already planning out your defense ahead of time. When really, if you take a step back and actually just listen to what she's saying, maybe she's saying something meaningful. Maybe she's saying something with merit, right? A lot of times we automatically assume that the other person is yelling at us that they don't really have a point um, or that, you know, what they have to say doesn't really matter. But imagine what could happen if you actually just listen. When you listen to, to understand, when you listen to be there, right? When you are more present, all right? It makes such a fucking difference, such a difference. But we would rather tell our side of the story. We'd rather defend ourselves. We'd rather talk about ourselves rather than listen to our partner. So I want you to talk less and listen more. Number nine, Connect through curiosity. I love this. I heard this recently and I don't even remember where it was. I just got so focused on this connect through curiosity thing because I, and where I actually heard it from was more so in relation to yourself and getting curious about yourself and your emotions and what you have going on with you, right? The more curious you can be, the more questions you ask about yourself, the more you can understand. Well, the same thing is true of a partnership. Okay, the more questions you ask, the more curious you get, the better you're going to understand your partner. Okay, and the more you'll be able to connect. Okay, so ask your partner. Let's jump back to our sex talk here. You know, ask your partner, what kinds of things do you like? Like, Get curious, right? What fantasies do you have that we haven't talked about or that we haven't explored? Right? Is there anything that you want to try that we haven't tried yet? Like, get fucking curious about it. And that connection that you guys have, that vulnerability, that openness, that intimacy that you have is going to continue to grow. All right. When you show genuine interest in your partner, it's going to feel good for them. It's going to feel good, right? Like we want to be understood. We want to be heard. We want to be listened to. So when you get that from your partner and they're like wanting to know all these things about you and not making it about them, it feels fucking good. It feels so good. 
So try it, all right? Try being more curious with your partner instead of just talking, (laughs) right? Talking about yourself. Ask them questions. Get curious about them, okay? There's always something more that you can learn about your partner, right? You're with them for the long haul, so you might as well make it fun, right? And you can make it more fun by the more that you know about each other, right? Because you're able to do more things together. You're able to experience more. You're able to have more conversations, right? It just opens up so many fucking doors for you when you connect on that deeper level. So please try it. Connect through curiosity. And number 10, which is almost as important as to have sex regularly, is to date regularly, all right? Don't stop dating one another, okay? Be intentional about it. Plan out dates. Make it fun, right? Like if when you first started dating, you used to go to this park all the time and go for a walk or go have a picnic or whatever, fucking do that, all right? Go do the things that you guys love doing in the beginning of your relationship, right? If you guys love drinking beer, right? Go out to different breweries around you or wineries, whatever your thing is, right? And try new wines, right? Go spend the day together. Be intentional about the time that you spend together. Okay. That's how you nurture a relationship is by spending real quality time together. All right. And you do that by being intentional and by dating and by spending time together. Um, you know, we live in a world where hustle is just like honored, you know, people think that this hustle culture is everything and that's what we strive for. But when we are constantly running, constantly working, constantly doing things for other people, your relationship is usually the first thing that gets put on the back burner. It's the first thing that suffers. So we want to avoid that, right? So I saw this rule the 222 rule where it was every two weeks you have a date a date night every two months you have a weekend away just the two of you and every two years you go away like on a vacation together just the two of you like a week-long vacation and I love that fucking rule two 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 rule because it keeps you constantly planning things it keeps the excitement up it keeps you doing things together right because that's one of the most important things in a relationship is being able to do things together when you stop doing things together when you stop trying in the relationship when you stop being curious when you stop having sex when you stop doing all those things together your relationship starts to crumble okay In order to have a healthy, thriving relationship, you have to have that quality time, right? You can't have a relationship, like the whole definition of a relationship is two people coming together, right? And forming a bond, right? You can't have that if the two of you are not doing things together to form your bond, right? If you're always separate, it's not going to fucking work. I mean, it just is what it is. Um... You know, and we also, we know this through evidence because we hear a lot of old, older married couples say, oh, we never do anything together anymore. And their relationships, you know, are struggling, right? There's a lot of tension there. And while they come from a different time frame where they don't care how bad it gets, they will stay in the marriage. Um, they also are fucking miserable, They are absolutely miserable and they're only in the relationship out of obligation. 
Um, you know, maybe they do love the person. I'm not going to say that it falls for everybody. Um, but it's a lot easier to stay in love, to stay connected if you are being intentional with the time that you spend together. So that was number 10. Those are my 10 tips for you guys. That was a lot. It took me almost, where were we at? Almost an hour here on our time clock. Um, I was hoping to get some shorter episodes in, but you all know I love to talk. So there you have it. There are some relationship tips for you guys. I hope that you got some insight out of this episode. I hope that you are going to take these um, tips and apply them to your relationship, that it gave you some things for you to reflect on. Um, and I also hope that you guys, if you deeply resonated with any of this, um, and you want to help your relationship thrive, if you want your relationship to grow, if you have shit going on within you that you've realized through this episode that you need to heal, contact me. All right. Remember my one-on-one coaching is open. I am taking on clients and I cannot wait to fucking work with you. All right, I want you to have the healthy, thriving, loving relationship that you deserve. I want you to be the best version of yourself. I want you to be able to confidently show up as your authentic self in your relationships and in your life so that you can be truly happy, okay? And that's what my coaching will get you. So again, if you're interested, make sure you contact me. You can click the link in the show notes and it will take you to book a discovery call totally free for us to chat, get to know each other, make sure it's a good fit for me to answer any of your questions before you make the commitment. All right, so I am going to get off of here. I hope you guys have an awesome fucking day. I hope that you stay fierce and I will talk to you next time.